That's why it's better to prepare than to predict. Glenn can help you strategically position your portfolio based on where you are in your financial life. Making emotional decisions is not a good strategy. It leads to selling at the wrong time and waiting too long to get back in when turnarounds happen. Glenn and his team help you build a portfolio that fits you like a glove with an investment strategy that targets capturing upside potential while mitigating risk during difficult markets. Glenn's a fiduciary who shares your values. Call Glenn Least for a complimentary portfolio review at 928-225-2474. Glenn and his team have an investment strategy to give you confidence no matter what curveball the market might throw. Call Glenn Least at 928-225-2474. You're listening to the Jeff Ford Show Business Spotlight brought to you by Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management. All right. Welcome back. Jeff Horvitz here. Um, another business spotlight. I like doing these at the end of every week. And Glenn Least from WT Wealth Management is here with me. Glenn, uh, welcome back to the program. How are you doing? Good, good. I, um, I wanted to pick your brain on a few things, especially the do's and don'ts when it comes to investing and things like that. Because I think, you know, on the other day on the program, we were talking about interest rates and things mm-hmm. like that. And you're optimistic right now on the way the way that things are going, especially with inflation finally coming down a little bit. So I, I thought it was a good time to hit kind of do's and don'ts and experience you've seen out there. But I wanted to remind listeners, because you've shared a lot of stories over the years, Glenn, how did you get into this? Into the investment Yeah, advisory. into the investment advisory. Is that is that the right terminology, investment uh-huh. advisory yeah. industry? Yeah. So before I did this, I was actually a paramedic for a number of years. Worked I didn't in the, know that. Okay. Yeah, I worked in the ER for a little bit, worked in a substance abuse uh, detox facility for a while, and uh, really was just looking for a change. Um, I realized that was going to be a hard career to provide for my family and be gone a lot. So one of my family uh, friends, his dad had been in the industry for years and, um, you know, I knew them quite well, would go up to the lake with them. And, you know, I'd actually asked him multiple times, like, Hey, can I come in and just learn about investing? I'll shred papers, I'll mop floors. I just want to learn. And finally in about 2013, he was like, okay, let's, uh, let's talk more. And so he actually, um, you know, put in the, the word for me, the good word for his employer, um, which they hired me on his recommendation. So I got started in 2013, you know, kind of, that's how I got into it. My yeah. friend's dad helped kind of pave the way. Um, and then it's been, so it's almost 10 years now. Um, the first like five years of the industry are extremely difficult. In fact, I think there's a, 90% washout rate in the first three years, meaning, you know, of 10 people that get into the industry, only one is left after mm-hmm. three years. And it's even more after like five or six years. So to be at 10 years, I've kind of beat the odds, if you will. But there's a lot of situations where in times where I, my wife and I just struggled tremendously and it was not easy and not for the faint of heart. So anytime, you know, if it, people think like, oh, that business owner, that person's got it made, you're like, yeah, but you don't know how much they sacrificed to get oh, there. Look at them. They're going on vacation or this or that, or it's like, but they didn't sure. see the 20, 30 years before not that going on vacation. or 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We've gone so long. My wife and I were not doing any vacations because we were just, you know, we had to, you know, do that to get the business up and going. And now it's like, okay, let's hopefully buy back some of that time that we sacrificed. But yeah, so been in the industry for about 10 years, um, really ha- started just with the insurance side of things uh, in the first two years, uh, life insurance and disability. And then after that, 
I graduated and started doing the um, the investment side of things, so investment advisory, um, which is the bulk of my business, ninety nine percent of what I do. A couple points here, Glenn. We're talking with Glenn Least. I I think first of all. A lot of people don't want to mop the floors or like you said, shred the papers or pick up the trash or whatever mm-hmm. to start off with. There's so many people nowadays that just want to start. Uh, I, I got this degree or I did this or I have this experience. So I'm starting right at the top and it's, they miss so many opportunities because they don't get in there and they don't. Sure. And then you went to someone and said, Hey, I want to, a lot of times if you, you, you almost have to pester people who are in the know or mm-hmm. in an industry and say, I want to learn, I want to learn. And people like that want to actually be mentors and bring people up. Yeah. Yeah. So you, that, 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 uh, that terminology that I might describe that as is a grit, right? Is that just pure will to like persevere and do what it takes to, you know, get to your end goal and to sacrifice and put in hard work. And there's not a lot of people that are willing to do that. And that's fine. This, you know, this industry is not right for everyone. It's a great setup for me, but, um, you know, there's nothing in life comes easy, nothing worth having at least comes easy in life. So absolutely. All right. I think it's a good time to talk because you're, you're feeling optimistic right now. You don't have a crystal ball, but a little more optimistic than maybe a few months ago when it comes to the market because of interest rates and potential interest rates, maybe, stop raising, maybe not even lowering, but just stop raising at this point. Yeah. So the federal reserve, um, is the one that controls the, uh, interest rates and they look at a lot of the, um, CPI numbers to determine whether or not they're going to continue raising rates. And, you know, came out this week, CPI numbers are, you know, much lower than expected, which is good news. Um, because previously before those numbers came out, the federal reserve signaled, they're going to do a hawkish pause. What does that mean? Right. <laughs> to me, that means they're probably going to raise it one more time a quarter percent. So I think there's the probability is pretty high that they'll do one more interest rate rise in July of, of a quarter percent. And then after that, they'll be done. Um, and usually when they're done raising interest rates, they finish the, the, uh, the tightening cycle, if you will, the markets usually do quite well the next 12 to 24 months, you know, actually extremely well as far as the equity market. So I think the worst is really behind us, um, as far as that goes. And then the other data points that are really, um, optimistic is the unemployment numbers are really solid. You know, everyone's working, which is good. And then everyone's spending still like the consumer spending numbers have really just continued to stay strong. We had a little bit of a blip during the pandemic, but they're, they're right on track to where they were before. So, um, 70% of our economy is on the consumer anyways. It's shocking yeah. to think so, of that there's still money out there because so many people seem like they're tapped out, but <laughs> it's amazing that the sure. resiliency sometimes I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I've been waiting for the other shoe to drop, but somehow it kind of all keeps going. Well, I think it's a good time to look at do's and don'ts because you talk about that a lot, Glenn. And one thing is taking this time right now, I guess, to kind of set up your goals, have those financial goals. Cause I think a lot of people, they don't, they don't sit that they might know like every sporting event going on or every actor or every, you know, how many tweets someone sent out, but sitting down and actually taking the time to set up your financial goals. Yeah, no, that's not something that everyone is going to be in the high priority for the most entertaining thing for sure. Um, and a lot of times people dread, you know, kind of doing that because maybe they know in the back of their mind, they're not where they want to be and they have to be honest with themselves. But yeah, definitely taking the time to map out your goals and, you know, start putting some, some pen to the, you know, pen to the paper, ink to the paper. Like you have to actually start p- 
you have to paint a picture, you know, paint a, a target, you know, otherwise you're, you're just aiming, you know, aimlessly. So that's where a lot of the work that I do comes into play is I help, you know, you know, flush out some of those goals and, and really brainstorm together what's important. And, and realistically, you know, I've been doing this for so long that most people have similar goals. You know, there's not that many, you know, goals that I, you know, are, are super unique, you know, Hey, I want to save for retirement. I want to, you know, help my kids and my grandkids. I don't want to work forever. I want to live a good life style. I want to maybe give to charity or, you know, X, Y, Z. So a lot of people's goals are similar, but helping them define that and then map out a game plan to get there, uh, I think is, is extremely crucial. When you get people coming in, are they honest with themselves? Do you sometimes see a pattern of what is that? You know, is this really where you're going to be out for retirement or investment goals? Uh, uh, so there's unfortunately more than a like of people not necessarily being honest with themselves. Um, and usually it's in regards to their amount of risk that they can take. Um, you know, people will come in and say, Oh, I'm super aggressive. I love taking risk. But really what they mean is they only want risk on the upside, not on the downside. And, and that's not how investing works. I mean, it's, you have to ride the entire ride on the roller coaster. You can't just get off halfway. So I think that's where people are maybe not honest with themselves or honest with me is, is really how much they can, um, withstand. And so part of my, my job is to really educate them, help understand the dynamics of the market, how investing works. And then make sure that their level of risk is tied in, you know, is meeting, you know, what their comfort level is. Um, some people, when they go it alone, you know, they, they may be much more aggressive than they want to be because they just don't understand. Um, or they're maybe too conservative. And so that's where someone like me, like, okay, so the work that we do, we get paid for, right? Um, you could go do the, you know, online financial planning for free or, or investment, you know, pick a bunch of investment funds for free. Um, there's always something cheaper, but you pay a premium or you pay a cost for the service because you see the value in what we do. And they, they've actually done studies that show the average advisor will add an additional 4% of performance on top of your portfolio every year. Which compounded is huge. Yeah. Yeah. And so my thought is, is like, yeah, you're going to pay, be paying a cost, but you're still going to be net ahead and you're going to have a whole lot less stress and you're going to have a advocate in your corner who's a truly an expert. So, so I think some people are not, uh, honest with themselves in that aspect too, to say, Hey, you know what? There's a, a lot of value in what they do. And, um, this should be one area where I I'm willing to pay, you know, and it's, it's a good thing that I am paying because I'm getting good quality stuff. Yeah. And the free, you get what you pay for sometimes when it's free. Nothing's free, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Nothing's Nothing free in this free. world. Yeah. When you talk about diversifying, when someone says, Oh, I want there's some people who invest and you think of the big net, you think of like Warren Buffett and, and people like that, they will go out and, and just pick 10 different things. And they're, mm-hmm. they're very laser focused. Yeah. But then I think even someone like Warren Buffett has said, if, if you don't know what you're doing, you better diversify. Um, because yeah. you're, we're talking about people who are going out and picking, they're trying to pick randomly a stock or something. Warren Buffett spends an enormous amount of time doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a planner is going to spend time doing stuff like that. You spend time doing stuff, but you still recommend diversifying because uh, sometimes you get it wrong. If you pick, if you put it all in one, all the eggs in one basket, I guess yep. is what I'm trying to say. People got it wrong in Enron. Um, yeah, was they thought that painful. was the thing. Yeah, so, and, and especially those that worked there, so their paycheck was tied to Enron, and they're buying stock, which you know they both collapsed. So their retirement di- account was yeah, the Enron stock. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so diversification is really a great way to spread your risk across multiple different um, investments or asset classes, and so not just different companies. 
But what size companies? Where are they domiciled? Um, maybe real estate, maybe commodities. You know, when I think of diversification, it's not just stocks. Um, it's it's a whole myriad of different investments, and they a lot of them you know work independently of each other. They work differently. So I heard this quote one time: diversification means there's always one thing in your portfolio that you don't like. Let that set in. There's always one asset class that you're like, oh, I just don't like that one. It's underperforming. Okay. But yet, when everything flips around, that's the one that does well. So I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> okay. So, what about timing? Because right now we've we've had that kind of that bad period. And you had people that sat out. You mm-hmm. have now things have been kind of cranking again. Uh, before that, during I wouldn't have guessed during COVID when things went insane. That would have been the time when I was like, dump, 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 because the world is about to end. Yeah. Maybe the world did end and we went through like a wormhole or something too. Um, Glenn, I don't know that everything did change, yeah. but anyway, timing it because I would have picked hey, sell everything at this point with COVID mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's a psychological game. Yeah. So they talk about the importance of investing is we should be more focused on time in the market. Like how long am I actually invested for my money's working for me as opposed to timing of the market? Um, because frankly, if I could time the market, I wouldn't have any clients. I would just sit there at my desk all day and trade stocks and make a million dollars a year. But that's, that's not how it works. Um, and so I always recommend my clients don't try and time the market because almost every time I've seen clients try to do that, they're worse off than they were. They just left it in there, you know, because they get out, you know, when the market's going down and then it hits, you know, a bottom and they don't get back in then. And then it starts to come up and they actually get back in at a higher price than when they left. And you're like, well, what was the point of that? And all the stress, the psychological stress. So um, I, I tell my clients, like, look, over you know, the next two to three years, we have a better idea what the market's going to do over the next two to three months or two to three weeks. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of just a coin toss. Um, but, but we, yeah. So like you said, you'd be able to, you'd be, you'd be billionaire uh-huh. if you could yeah. time it that good. And there, there are people that can do that. They sit there all day and they look at it there. You know, there's some very specialized people that are, you know, have big, uh, hedge funds perhaps. That, yeah, that, that that I don't know. No, you disagree. Uh, well, I mean, it. one of our, you know, one of the founding members of our company was, you know, worked with hedge funds for yeah. years. So we do have some background information on that. But that's a topic for another show. Let's save that one yeah. for for another time. <laughs> yeah. We've got more do's and don'ts here, but we're just about out of time. Um, Glenn, I, I always appreciate it. It's um, I, I hope things turn out really good here. I know you're more optimistic now than you were just um, even even a few weeks ago, a few months ago. Yep. So that's a good sign. And mm-hmm. uh, despite I'm shocked at how resilient, to be honest with you, the I sh- the U.S. economy actually is, despite uh-huh. the insanity that we see all around us. The guy that actually hired me into this industry, um, he had been doing this for like 30, 40 years, and he actually said. The one thing that always shocked him in his entire career was just how resilient the U.S. economy can be, you know, because exactly like you're saying, like, how could we recover and how can we be so um, resilient? Um, I think never underestimate the power of the U.S. economy because it's very robust and it can go through quite a bit. All right, Glenn. Appreciate it. Talk with you soon. All right. Catch up.
Waiting until a recession becomes official would be very late to make any constructive changes to your portfolio. Jeff Orvitz here, and Glenn Leist and his team at WT Wealth Management know that predictions about what the markets might do are often wrong. That's why it's better to prepare than to predict. Glenn can help you strategically position your portfolio based on where you are in your financial life. Making emotional decisions is not a good strategy. It leads to selling at the wrong time and waiting too long to get back in when turnarounds happen. Glenn and his team help you build a portfolio that fits you like a glove with an investment strategy that targets capturing upside potential while mitigating risk during difficult markets. Glenn's a fiduciary who shares your values. Call Glenn Least for a complimentary portfolio review at 928-225-2474. Glenn and his team have an investment strategy to give you confidence no matter what curveball the market might throw. Call Glenn Least at 928-225-2474.